you'll hear this story and you'll also be gaining knowledge when you listen to it on how to do these things. I realized that like my concern was really just what people were going to think of my decision and oh my god she's crazy what is she doing she's not you know she's supposed to be pursuing a career this is when she's supposed to be finding a job and I that doesn't appeal to me that never appealed to me. Play a major role in spreading the love and the joy and uh, reducing our imprint you know for for future generations and for all that we share this planet with. I was just embarrassed. I felt like I couldn't do it, like I had already failed. I had no idea what I was doing. What did I get myself into? What was I thinking? Our history of humanity really revolves around great people. And that's, that's all we know about. And why is that? It's because the insignificant people weren't important enough that somebody would take the time to document their life. Hello everyone, welcome to the Unruly Podcast. My name is Kaylin Otto and I am your host. I am pretty pumped <laughs> for you to hear this episode, uh, obviously for so many reasons. Well, not obviously, I guess you'll figure that out while you're listening, but the beginning of the show is really special. I'm going to take you on an audio tour of the place, the travel destination that I was at where I recorded this podcast episode. And that's what I'm like really excited about right now because I think it's just such a cool experience, especially for those people who haven't been to a place like this before or haven't been there in a long time. And just to spoil it now, I went to a vegan animal sanctuary, this huge sanctuary in Texas. Uh, They have over 600 animals. It's called Sarah Sanctuary, Society for Animal Rescue and Adoption. And they actually wanted to have me because they are launching an Airbnb experience. And it's very unique, right? Because you're on a sanctuary. And when you go up to the sanctuary, you go through a number of gates. And when you get to your room, you're actually staying in the barn where other animals go in and out of. Of course, you have your own room, right? Where you can shut the door. Um, But there's animals all around you. So you can hear the pigs snoring and fighting at night. And you're just in the middle of it when you open the barn door to go outside, maybe to use the outdoor shower or go to the kitchen or whatever, like pigs are coming up to you asking for belly rubs, there's birds flying around, there's chickens, you can see and hear the cows and the donkeys, so it's just an incredibly special place. And there's two separate rooms that you can stay. Um, One is on the lower level of the barn is where I stayed, which I loved because the pigs were literally on the other side of the wall. And the other one is upstairs, this beautiful like flat in the top of the barn where you have your own deck and you can oversee so many animals from a bird's eye view, which was really awesome. So I don't want to ramble on too much because I really want you to get into this experience and today I'm going to talk to the founder of the sanctuary named Tracy who is just this incredible woman and so I hope that you really get so much out of this episode and if you've listened to the past couple episodes you've heard me say this but this year I'm really encouraging folks to you know save your money like we're coming out of this holiday gifting season we're in January And I have been encouraging folks, save your money and go do experiences this year, right? Like, for your birthday, ask for an experience. Uh, You know, for a holiday, be like, don't give me gifts. Give me this experience instead. 
book me a stay at this Airbnb. And no one's paying me to say that. I'm just like so pumped about this Airbnb that's at a vegan sanctuary. And the last thing I want to mention about this Airbnb is that uh, you get to volunteer and have hands-on experiences with the animals in a way that's beneficial to everyone because they become more um, comfortable with humans. Most of them love the attention and you can volunteer and hand uh, help out the sanctuary as much as little as you want. So all the links to be able to check out the sanctuary, book your stay, learn a little bit more will be in the show notes of this podcast episode. And I actually made a pretty epic, if I do say so myself, video of the sanctuary. So you can also view that there. Last thing that I want to mention is that my partner and I are about to head to Central America. And you may hear me shivering a little bit because I'm at home in North Carolina. I'm outside. It's so cold. And I am so excited to go explore a new place, get out of the country. It's been a long time. And while this isn't the ideal time to do it, we booked our tickets a while ago um, when things were looking up a little bit with COVID. And now that it's time to go and there's new variants, it is a bit stressful. Um, but I'm vaccinated and I have my booster. And I'm wearing masks and just trying to be as safe as I possibly can. So stay tuned because we'll have some exciting episodes coming up with hopefully some really cool people that I meet along the way. All right, let's get into it. All right, so because this podcast is purely audio, I thought I would show you some of the best sounds well, maybe not the best, <laughs> some of the best, funniest, most unique, and even soothing sounds that you could hear on a farm. So you heard the doors open, and now I'm just gonna walk through the center of the farm. Maybe you can hear my footsteps. And just get the full sound of what it feels like to stand right in the middle of all these animals before we go explore what different individuals sound like. And now, let's talk to the ducks. Ducks have led me straight to these feral pigs. Let's hear what they have to say. Oh. It's okay. Yeah. Is there more you want to say? Pigs make a lot of different sounds. They grunt a lot, they yell at each other, and they're so expressive. <laughs> what you just heard was a pig rubbing their behind up against the fence right beside me.
we will listen to one of my favorite sounds on earth. Let's see if you can guess what it is. If you guessed a horse eating grass, you are 100% correct. And the birds. And thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. Yes. So everyone listening, I got here on Tuesday, and it's Friday now, so I've been here a few days. Um, and I've gotten to be one of the first people to stay in what's going to be your Airbnb on the property. Um, and so for everyone listening, we are at Sarah Sanctuary in Texas. And I have to tell you before we start, because I feel like you know, I've been to quite a few sanctuaries, that this is one of the biggest, most well-run, like, I'm just so amazed at how many animals you have, but how well-run it is, how much space all the animals have, like, how clean everything is, I'm just, yeah, I'm so impressed, so I really want our listeners to know, because we're going to be talking about all the animals you have, that, like, it's just so well-run, I feel like you have kind of mastered the art if that's even a thing or like people could really follow in your footsteps when it comes to sanctuaries thanks yeah Yeah. it hasn't always been so organized and we're still working on getting new enclosures and different areas completed but yeah it's there was a time when dogs were everywhere yeah (laughs) was insane and um so now we have them in the back mostly except for the ones in my yard and yeah. that's a lot, much, you know, much more, uh, makes much more sense because you don't want dogs next to a pig. The pigs. And, and so we have them, um, I think pretty, now we're, we're getting there, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, can you tell us, like, from the beginning, because obviously now we're here, you have this big property, you have your dog, structures, pigs, horses, cows, you have all these structures set up, but could you take us back to the beginning when you went vegan, and then when you decided to start a sanctuary? Um, well, I think they kind of happened at the same time. Um, I was already a vegetarian. So before I became a... It was sort of a gradual thing. I think it is for a lot of people. Yeah. And I stopped eating um, mammals. Then I stopped eating birds and then fish. and um, well, But fish that were the last to go, unfortunately. And then dairy, you know. But, yeah. Uh, and I remember one woman where I used to work, uh, I used to teach kids with autism. And I, she said something about that I was a vegetarian. I said, well, no, I still eat shrimp. And she said, well, that's a vegetarian. So in Texas, yeah. That was, that's, that's it. That was you, not yeah, a pescatarian. That was no, a vegetarian. Was a, yeah, a vegetable. So anyway, yeah. that kind of gradually happened. Now, you know, it should have happened sooner, but I grew up, we were talking earlier, uh, this property was a cattle ranch. And I, we'd work, you know, the cattle, and I'd carry a little baby calf on my saddle and think how cute he was, and then on the way home, stop and have T-bone steaks for dinner at the yeah. restaurant. And um, 
So this was your family did that. Yeah. And you helped on the ranch. So what were you were you raising cows for beef? What yeah. were all the things that you were doing? Yeah, they were uh, beef cattle, and we had other places as well. But anyway, when I so some people lived out here and maintained the place and that mm-hmm. place in the barn where I now live. It's an old milking barn. Oh, what? Yeah, and uh, I thought, well, if they can do that, and they had two kids, I could do it. And uh, so that's kind of what spurred me to move out here. Yeah. Because there was a place to live for free. And I was living in Austin and had a bunch of dogs and cats and renting a place out in the country that was pretty um, primitive. There was no real heat or anything, so it wasn't much of a stretch to move to a, a barn structure. Yeah. You saw the potential there, or at least I did. So you you came from this upbringing of, like, this was a cattle ranch, basically, where you're raising animals for beef, they're milking cows, or oh, was well, that... I really didn't have any milk. You didn't have that, okay. But, but that place where I lived was at one time a dairy barn. Okay. 50, 70 years ago or something. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and uh, so we had a, a rodeo arena, um... I roped steers. Yeah. I had pet steers. You know, I had one named Baby that I could just sit on and read a book and he'd walk around. Yeah. So that was cool. But but again, you know, there was that disconnect, you know. And um, So what made you make that connection where you gradually started changing? Can you even put your think. finger on um, it? Not really. It just, I'd always loved and cared about animals and I guess yeah. it just sort of took off. And uh yeah, and then I just, like I said, stopped eating mammals. I remember saying I would I would say, oh, I don't eat animals from my own phylum or whatever. You know, yeah. It just went from there because, you know, you start to see they all have feelings. Everyone wants to live, every mm-hmm. fish, chicken, whatever. So I guess that's how it started. And uh, once I started doing this full time, then, yeah. I used to always think to, and say, I wish we had pigs. Yeah. So, you know, that... Expression: Be careful, careful what you wish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Um, very true for you so now. Then, yeah, I mean, once they started, you know, once all the animals were out here, I'd, I'd already stopped eating uh, all animals, but I still occasionally had you know cheese, but then I just gave that up. And, yeah. and nowadays it's so easy; you don't yeah. miss any of that stuff, really. If you really want to eat it, the, no. The, I mean, uh, alternatives are just as good. There's, I mean, now that okay. like. Breast milk cheese grosses me out. You know, like you changed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you started with the cats and dogs, and then you're like, all right, I'm just going to go for it and do more farmed animals. Right, and, um, you know, that just sort of happened. These The so-called feral pigs just started coming out of the woods. I'd never even seen a feral pig. And now I think there's over 2 million in Texas. Oh, my gosh. And we probably have, all together with all the pigs, uh, about 300. And, uh, yeah, so that started, and then we started, once we became officially a sanctuary, and I left my teaching job, there was an article in the San Antonio paper, and that kind of kicked things off, and then people started giving us pot-bellied pigs, and they still do. We got three, four last week from um, an animal, Corpus Christi Animal Control, Mm -hmm. because people get them, as you know, and then they're, they don't want to take care of them, they're a lot of trouble, or destructive, just being, you know, pigs. So see if you put them inside a house. Yeah, yeah, and they, yeah, it's crazy. So, so we have probably 60 potbelly pigs. Wow. And then a handful of giant domestic 
you know, swine. Like the Yorkshires? Yeah, well, we have uh, Peanut. He, uh, he's a blue butt, Chester White. <laughs> That's a real thing. Uh, breed. And we have this other, just a few, uh, one named Piper. And uh, her, let's see, a, a guy's uncle was a physician in the small town and operated on someone. And he repaid the doctor with his two kids, prized kids. And then they didn't want to keep him, so we got him. And Whoa. then we have Hope. You saw Hope. She was abused, and so she's kind of, she could be a little dangerous. She's yeah. hitting some people and doesn't like certain people, doesn't like me. Yeah. So you have a lot of animals because in addition to the pigs, you have the dogs, cats, uh, ducks, um, cows, goats. goats, horses. Am I missing anyone? Donkeys. 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 Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of times uh, people just, their, their answer for an unwanted animal is just to shoot it. Like, yeah. the whole herd of donkeys, what, uh, some people didn't want them and were going to shoot them you know, nearby, so we took them. Um, yeah, I've heard that a lot from you here. Them. Yeah, that's their answer. One of the, two of the goats we're going to shoot. Um, one's blind. Born blind in like the third generation of blind goats. When the woman finally uh, brought her here, she's like, yeah, well, she's she's going to be so happy here and have so many babies. I'm like, well, she's going to be happy, but she's definitely going to have babies. And why would you? Okay, first of all, it's wrong to breed any animal. But to know you're breeding blind pig or goats. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, bringing them into a world that's already unfair and right. unkind to them. And then, you know, not wanting to keep them because they'll have... Right, blind. and you know that that's going to happen. Know. It's, yeah, like we were talking about earlier, there's no rational yeah. anything behind it. It's just yeah. senseless. And you're, you're here in Texas, and uh, I, I don't know if that's a Texas thing, because I've never heard a sanctuary say so many times they were just going to shoot them. I feel like maybe that's a... I think it's a Texas thing. <laughs> I think it might be a Texas thing, because uh, that pig mouse also, oh, yeah, who's very sweet, yeah. she was shot in the ear. Wasn't someone mm-hmm. trying to shoot her? And oh, yeah, they did shoot her, and some nice people took her in, and ended up dying so we took her yeah. um, another one that reminds me one of the first ones we got this uh, little pig just showed up and we found the caught we were able to catch him and he had been shot in the face oh my gosh had maggots all in his in, in graphic maggots all in his nostrils and yeah uh, he had like a 50 cent piece hole in his cheek so we cleaned him up and nursed him back to health and I had to feed him with a big syringe yeah and you know the food would just spill out through the whole oh. field and uh he was so cute uh, he died he had a i think and he must have had like some sh- uh shrapnel but shot left somewhere and it must have come out and hit him gone to his brain oh. just killed him instantly it was the weirdest thing but, oh uh, my gosh so cute. but yeah yeah he was shot wow and it's i think so many. yeah it's disgusting we were talking about how now there's a thing called pork chopping and these clever names where people go up in helicopters and shoot pigs with machine guns. And they're shooting feral pigs that yeah. live here in the forest. Yeah, and yeah. all over. Yeah, you can... Someone told me her friend did it for his bachelor party. What? I know. I'm like, what happened to Las Vegas? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for the, real. Yeah, Seriously. Yeah, disgusting. And then a man I know of, he's dead now, but he crashed. Trying to fly and he was, shoot yeah, pigs. Uh, yeah, and shooting pigs in the dangerous for everyone. It is dangerous, and uh, it's stupid, and it 
doesn't do anything. They're no. still going to reproduce. What do they do with the pigs once they shoot them? Do Slim they got rot. So they just shoot them and then leave just them. For fun. Yeah, and I'm sure they don't all die right away. No. And then, uh, oh yeah, and because uh, they're considered a nuisance animal, it's all good, clean fun. Yeah. Um, they have, yeah, it's gross. They, you can also shoot them now from a hot air balloon. What? Uh, for 34, it's probably gone up, but several years ago, for $34,000, an outfitter in Austin would take you up so you could shoot what? feral pigs from a hot air balloon. Talk about dangerous. Yeah. Um, Didn't you say they also sometimes do it where they put food in one place and the pigs come up and then they, right. like, set off dynamite well, or where? Yeah, it's called Tannerite. And, wow. uh, yeah, they lure them to a spot, and um, you have to shoot the tannerite, and then it explodes. Yeah. So here, when the feral pigs come onto your property, you just let them live here, because yeah. they're safe. We don't shoot them. <laughs> yeah, obviously, you uh, don't shoot them. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we have them neutered. Yeah. Um, the males, and now we know to keep them isolated for at least three months we don't even from the females yeah we go long past the 45 days yeah just to be sure um yeah what i'm trying to think they had another cleverly called uh thing you could do anyway yeah it's gross and they uh it's a huge industry though i don't think people really want to eradicate pigs here because uh in texas it's a four billion dollar industry whoa so So it's like a sport yeah basically uh, yeah and they have you know there are all kinds of people that i'm sure make a living Wow. So that just blows my mind. Also, I just I just think that our society is so sick in so many ways and that is just like a perfect example yeah. of how we are. It's an outlet, I think, for people yeah, whatever my armchair psycholo- psychology here, but yeah, people can't get away with killing other people. Right. But they can with pig people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's okay. I remember reading about some football player, famous football player, who was said said quoted as saying his favorite sport was hog hunting. Shouldn't football be his favorite? Yeah. Sport? Yeah, so like that's not like hunting from an air balloon is not actually a sport. Um, uh, you know, machine gun. Yeah. yeah. And for a while here in Texas, and it might still be going on in other parts of the country, it was outlawed finally. Uh, they had a remote hunting thing, so you could shoot animals anywhere in the world with like a like a video game, but it was real. What? So was a, yeah, cordon off spot with captive animals. And you could sit there at your computer, da- you know, your desk, and move the cursor and shoot an animal. What? Mm-hmm. And then somebody would go collect the body, and I guess if you wanted it or mounted or whatever, you could do that. Oh, it's yeah, it's disgusting. I feel like the people that live here in like North America were like, oh, other countries treat animals so badly, blah blah blah. And I'm like, oh, let's look at ourselves first because I didn't even know that was the thing. Yeah. Well, fortunately, they. They stopped it, but it may still be going on some places that you know, yeah on the dark web. Yeah. Um, and there was another, oh, and there was a senator here from Seguin mm-hmm. who's dead now. His name was Edmund Kemple. Famously had a heart attack at the Capitol and had another one later. Died. He actually came out here once and gave us some T-posts. <laughs> wouldn't those metal posts, you see? Yeah. Because he worked at, besides his, his side gig was at the steel mill. Yeah. But anyway, Edmund Kemple, um, long gone, beloved guy here. Yeah. Um, he, one of the, the two things he was most known for was having helped defeat a bill that would have guaranteed uh, 
basic care for dogs that were being used as breeding yeah. animals, where they'd have room to stand up and water in their carrier. Defeated it. That should be a yeah. given. And uh, and then he wanted to legalize hunting for blind people, so that they too could enjoy killing animals. What? It's those are so opposing. Like give dogs no, water, basic. Stand up yeah. Blind people want to kill animals too. So wow, just <laughs> the mentality. I, and it's a game. <laughs> so you're here in it's the middle crazy. of all of this. Like what? There's two things that came to mind after we talked about that because you're like this little vegan paradise right in the center. Well, maybe not the center of Seguin, but I'm just thinking like we're in the center of your property and I can look around and see all different types of animals. Um, for my first question for you is how have people of Seguin or people who live here responded to you? And I heard some of the horror stories earlier, but have there also been positive reactions or what's it yes. been like? Geography for support because so do you have visitors often from out of town or because you said like sometimes people from the university come who are your main visitors that come every once in a while uh, yeah there are people from other states other cities even other countries but yeah from Sydney seriously not very many I mean yeah Texas Lutheran University occasionally has volunteer days and kids will come out from there but that's it yeah well, hopefully this will get the word out and, uh, you know, people can talk about these practices because for someone like me who I feel like I, my job, part of my job is reading the news about animal rights that includes all the horrible things, I had felt like I had heard it all until we talked about those things. So I'm sure if I didn't know some of those things, some, other, some of our listeners probably have, haven't heard about them, so hopefully they can tell people and you know that's why supporting a sanctuary like yours or sanctuaries in general is so important because you are sometimes the only protection like there's no legal protection there's no local protection um so that sanctuary you really have a lot of you know a big load on your shoulders so um hopefully we can get the word out about those practices because i feel like the first way to change them is to just tell people they're happening yeah um so the other thing I wanted to ask you was, you live with a lot of feral pigs, obviously. Can you tell us just about them and what they do in their day-to-day -day and the positives of these animals? Because I think people paint such a bad picture of them, like you were just saying. Oh, yeah, they're definitely reviled. Uh, well, actually, there have been some studies, um, I, I try to articulate this, that prehistoric feral pigs once inhabited this part of the world. Yeah. And, um, you know, they died out and became extinct, but that the new wave of feral pigs is actually doing some of the things they did, like by turning up the soil, they're yeah. aerating it, and there are some positives, believe it or not, associated <laughs> with you know their presence. Um, you see they denude every piece of grass. They will yes. literally eat every the, the root and everything, so that's why there's no grass there. Yeah. And that was first a pin. It was really thick. You couldn't even see through the trees. Oh, but my goodness. But they walked a lot of the trees and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they will forage, and uh, they like to eat hay. I didn't know that. I'm probably getting off subject here. But, uh, so there's not a whole lot of shelter in there, but before it gets cold, we'll put those really big round bales of hay so they'll mm -hmm. grow into them, and then they, they'll actually eat them. So yeah. <laughs> we yeah. punish it throughout the, the season. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. I mean, we're we going to build some more shelters. 
um, too, as well as those Earth ships we told you about. Yeah. So maybe we can, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, what do they do in your day to day? You know, they're just they're just happy animals. They're they're real. Um, they coexist peacefully. Behind you, you see, we, I think I mentioned those 13 babies we took from someone yeah. uh, who let all these pigs breed on her property. When they first came, they were much smaller, and the sows would roll over and let them pretend to nurse. Aww. I've seen multiple pigs do that, even male pigs. Yeah. Um, just on their nipple have been trying to, like, parent babies. Yeah. Actually. I, I had told you we did the hurricane rescue, mm-hmm. and the only... F- the few feral pigs I've seen in North Carolina came into the enclosure with the Yorkshires and he was really big and they were babies and he was letting them pretend to nurse because they really wanted it and I was just thought like he's like trying to parent you know yeah, he's trying to I think so I think they are and uh, be their parent right and that's it's very sweet so yeah they're very social and sometimes I'll hear these people that come at her oh they're, they'll come get you and I'm like what were you doing to have that pig come after you? Yeah. And then invariably it was like, oh, well, you know, I was shooting them. Or <laughs> yeah, you know, they are probably them. going to come um, after you. You know, I have no doubt that if I stabbed one of these pigs that they would all come after me. You know, yeah, as I'm sure any human would, too, if well, you're trying to hurt so them. So they're smart. Yeah, they're, uh, they're uh, very communal and take care of each other but i feel like once they grow up they're very bonded and yeah. they all have their own like yeah. best friends and mm-hmm. oh yeah they make like the listeners can't but we just saw the pigs playing in the yeah that was so sweet i love it and i think a lot of people uh don't realize like how strongly pigs bond and they also fight like humans and they get dramatic and they have their drama yeah. but they also have their fun and their enjoyment like they have such a full range of emotions, which I think people aren't used to seeing, yeah. which is what, you know, hopefully we'll get some listeners that will want to come out here and stay in your Airbnb eventually. And for everyone listening, the Airbnb is in the barn. There's a couple different places, but one's at the lower level, and the pigs sleep right outside. And I could hear them arguing at night, and then when they were all, like, snuggled in and ready to sleep, I could hear them snoring, talking to each other. Um it's the sweetest thing so hopefully people will be able to come see those relationships that they have um i also love here that obviously you have like the place where people can stay but you have in that is a huge yard where a bunch of different pigs live together and are free to interact with anyone who stays here um which i think is so cool because you know you open up the door and there's a pig there who wants belly rub experience that I remember when the pigsters first started coming up and um, we were out here having dinner and they were just all around and it was just really an inter- neat um, special sort of thing that a yeah. lot of people don't get to experience yeah just any animals you know a lot of people that never get to be out in nature yeah never see the stars never see the moon or the sunset you know that's it's terrible. I know. And here you have all that. <laughs> you have all that wrapped mm-hmm. into one. <laughs> yeah, and more. You can sit on the balcony and see the sunrise and set and the moon and, and all the animals. Take an outdoor shower. Take an outdoor shower. <laughs> <laughs> yes, which everyone listening, you will have to go look at um, the Sanctuary Tour Instagram and the Unruly Travel Instagram because eventually we'll have a little video that shows what the Airbnb is like and the outdoor shower is epic, and it will definitely be on there. So if you want to see what it looks I'll make like, it a little 
hands here. Then yeah. Then yes. The burlap. Yes. So what do you feel like are your main missions here? Because you obviously do rescue, um, and you obviously have a lot of special care animals. Well, I guess that's not obvious to listeners. It's obvious to me um, that there are, you know, special care animals here, but you also try to adopt animals out. And, yeah, tell us about some of your biggest missions and goals here. Well, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm so busy taking care of all the animals here. I'm not really doing enough advocacy and that kind of thing. But but I think we do have a place here that uh, there is, I'm just trying to say, um, we're doing something important. I yeah. Know we're not saving every animal, but you lead by example, right? Yeah. And, um, hopefully more people will come out here and hear about Crazy Ate the Pig or Peanut or whoever yeah. and come away with like our visitors this past week, you know, maybe yeah. uh, she told me she was going to a restaurant that had vegan options. So, yeah. You know, maybe she's just telling me that for my benefit, or maybe she really means it. And yeah. So it was called uh, uh, Biscuits and Groovy. She did actually go there. She sent me a text yeah. and told me she tried the vegan oh, options oh, and stuff. Yeah. So maybe it did have a, a rubbed off on her. I don't know. When people come, even if we ask that they not bring food for themselves that's not you know, Be, like no animal products right. so I mean I'm not over there raiding people's you know backpacks to see what they're bringing yeah you ask people not to do that yeah and uh, when we first got started there were people always wanting to serve chicken or something at a fundraiser or, or then you know when you'd say no I don't want to serve beef then they go what about chicken I'm like no that's no. Not an animal. <laughs> yeah so it had some resistance yeah. to that at first but, uh, and I remember a, a t-shirt we had 20 years ago that sorry, said, uh, thank you for not eating meat. Yeah. Was a pig with a spray paint, spray, uh, with spray can, like, like graffiti. Yeah. Famous artists actually did that. Oh, this cool. woman's like, well, that's kind of, what if that offends people? I'm like, well, good. Yeah. yeah. Should have figured out. <laughs> yeah. That's their problem. Yeah. 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 So. So you're getting the message out there and people are definitely being in, yeah. impacted by what you're doing. Yeah. And you know, I... I'd love to just transcend it only for animals, but that will never happen out here. I mean, yeah. we care about all animals. Yeah. And out here, mainly dogs and dogs and lots of cats, too, yeah. are unwanted and abandoned. And this week, we've got 13 new dogs, oh but my we're goodness. sending them to another shelter. So. How many dogs do you have here, like, just normally? What is your um, estimate? Yesterday, it's 117 right now, but 12 of those are leaving. Wow. So, so but they're bringing two, so it's... You know, they're so always coming in and we out. We try to keep it. We've been trying. We whittled it down a lot. There was a time when there were over five hundred dogs here. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was. It was not easy. Wow. So can people come out and adopt animals like dogs or cats from you? Yeah, and sometimes the others too. It depends on the people and their situation. You know, you got to be really careful. Too. Yeah. People want animals for the wrong reason. Yeah. A couple of goobers drove up in a truck one day with the barbecue pit in the back wanting to adopt a goat. Oh, my goodness. Uh, no way. <laughs> no. People. I have some old man shut up, and a little pot belly pig came up to him. He said, oh, we made pan sausage out of one of these. And just like, I don't think that's funny. I don't want to yeah. dumb jokes. In fact, I might get signs. I haven't heard it in a long time, but well, that's so true. Uh, someone said something asinine at our uh, event the other day about barbecue. 
Because he knew the, it was a vegan event. Yeah. Friend of a friend type thing. Yeah. I don't think people realize, like, how deep connections people can form with other animals mm-hmm. and see them as people and as equals. And when you say that, it's deeply offensive. Not only because you spend your life caring for those animals, but because you've had all these hard times with these animals. Yeah. You've been through a lot with them. So Absolutely. it's not a funny, you know. <laughs> Another time in... Again, not to be negative, but we were helping at a, it was a public radio thing. It was for kids with disabilities, yeah. challenges, whatever. And so we took Chloe the cow, some friendly potbelly pigs, a couple turkeys, and I forget, a couple other animals, to this event called, at a, oh, a donkey. Yeah. It's called um, Morgan's Wonderland. It's a adaptive uh, amusement park for all so we can all play That's yeah like their motto never mind they have a fishing thing though i'm like oh so now we can all kill animals yeah <laughs> yeah I don't know about the fish so that was kind of awkward well so they have the fishing and then they have the yeah. vegan sanctuary at least you're there yeah, yeah so we went we took some animals and uh well, and it was close to thanksgiving so i heard a bunch of you know unsettling turkey jokes and yeah so when i got a little mad some old some guy there said uh, you don't have a sense of humor i'm like well you're not funny <laughs> and never mind that i'm here doing something out of the goodness of my heart for your kid yeah and you're not even respectful enough so yeah so here i am getting off on a tangent but yes it's so. good to show people though like because i think people think oh, i'm just gonna start a sanctuary and it's rainbows and butterflies and it's all Maybe. all happy times yeah you have a butterfly sanctuary yeah. it's, hard. it's really hard i yeah i get a lot of you know, starry-eyed people that I wonder if, how they're going to do it. You yeah. Strong, you know, you, and I'll, full disclosure, I take antidepressants because if I didn't, yeah, uh, I couldn't function. Yeah. You know, I can't walk around here crying every time something bad happens. Right. So maybe... I do too, I'm to be honest. Like, hey, I do too. I'm talking. Yeah. Um, because it's hard. Animals, so yeah, <laughs> uh, all the drugs. Are yeah. It's, all, it's hard when you see them differently and then you have to live in a world, and especially when you're in a county or a state that is like, you know, you can go to some pockets of the U.S. that are maybe a little more liberal mm-hmm. or left or whatever you want to call it, where it's For more that. widely accepted. But then you come out here and how do you even, you know, that's, I guess that's, you know, that's one of the ways you deal with doing all the work that you do in a place that is totally opposite of what you're you're doing so thank you for sharing because i think it's good for people to hear what it's like water system i think people could benefit yeah yeah i mean there's no shame in taking what you you know no i don't think so i think there's it's good to take what you need and take care of yourself especially in the world we're living in where I've talked to my friends about this because a lot. Of, I've noticed that a lot of my friends who are vegan now, we've kind of talked about well, after we went vegan, you know, and we started learning about whatever it is, racial injustice, all these different injustices that happen. We, a lot of us got on, you know, Lexapro, whatever, because it's, once you become aware, it's so challenging to live in this world and be someone who's sensitive. So I think that depression and anxiety or whatever is like a natural and reasonable reaction to the world we're living in yeah what are some healing practices that you do here that help you obviously besides medication or whatever but is there ever times where you just go sit with the animals when you have a break or whatever and you're like oh 
this is this makes it all worth it absolutely that's exactly right that's what i just hearing these birds singing you know yeah um yeah for sure just giving There's them never a day when i regret doing this yeah no matter how hard it is and that's the truth it's um it's brought to me i'm gonna get choked up here yeah um, it's fulfilled something in my life that was missing i'm not religious so that was never there for me yeah uh, relationships whatever family also didn't do it but this did this gave me a purpose i floated around in jobs that while respectable and you know it's great to be a special ed teacher but it just wasn't for me mm -hmm. but this was this is just like a light bulb went off when i think i mentioned this to you when i heard about this other place best friends and farm sanctuary because people would always say oh you've got an animal shelter mm -hmm. I told you this, but it's like yeah the conventional shelter back then was just dogs and cats mm -hmm. and kill some to make room for more and the whole you know no kill movement as far as dogs and cats go was pretty much unheard of back then yeah let alone farm animals oh i mean whew, yeah. that is so far off so um yeah so um forgot what i was saying but yeah so um it when that when i heard about those other places it was kind of like it lit the path path for me and what yeah. to do what i wanted to do and um have them look back have did you have any mentors or were you just kind of going off the seat of your pants figuring it out mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that, but that's not entirely true um best friends animal sanctuary mm -hmm. mostly dogs and cats play have other animals too birds and rabbits and some pigs and horses they uh they sent me back this is you know 25 years ago before what we have now yeah that, right and iphones and, but like a pamphlet on some basics like never turn down food or a donation always be nice yeah and they helped me and then um we had a little article in the paper san antonio paper way back and that helped and uh heb our largest grocer in the state contacted us and asked us if we wanted to get free food so yeah that's been terrific i mean they supply all of our dog and cat food and if anyone listening has you know any outlets where you want to share about this or eventually people can come stay here um and experience it for themselves that is so helpful because you've been doing this for 25 years now right. i mean <laughs> i saw the year you started it was yeah. the year i was born in 1996 yeah. and i uh march 19th uh march 10th oh my gosh that's so funny almost to the date and i was thinking that's a long time to have that's my whole life to have yeah, been yeah. doing this so that Very puts it into perspective for me right i know it, you know what it goes by with the blink of an eye yeah I mean, people say that that time really flies yeah especially as you get older i mean i'll be 60 in december i'm like where did i don't feel old yeah but you know I'm starting to look at so it's like you wonder how much time you have and what you can get accomplished yeah in that amount of time not hearing i'm sounding so fatalistic but <laughs> no, it's every, okay, every, that's day good. Now, I mean, yeah. every day here i think is is a great thing and uh you're doing so much every day you. and uh, i mean thanks but yeah and not so much you know not so much me but just the, the fact that they're here and yeah we have something i hope will continue when i'm gone yeah so i'm oh, looking yeah. for someone uh 
Yeah, uh, also... Successors, I have no children. If you, I mean, yeah, if you want to mention that you are looking for help and what type of person and what they might be doing, the podcast could be a great place to share that in case anyone listening, because there are, I think, a lot of vegans who listen, who always say, I want to go to a sanctuary, I want to work at a sanctuary, and you're like, we need people to work here! Yeah, we do. Um, we are looking for several people, and, you know, li- on-site living is, is uh, an option as well. Yeah. Yeah, and they yeah, would they come and take care of the yeah, animals. Yeah, just email. And yeah, we'll put your email um, in the note, the show notes, so that people can email you if they're interested. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is. I feel like it's the dream, but also a very complicated, uh, heavy burden to bear. Um, you know, so many things. Oh. Well, you know, compassion is a burden. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. You're not gonna drive by that animal you saw on the side of the road or that toad that's in a bucket of water that you don't need saving it yeah it is kind of a burden but it's a good burden you know i'm I'm glad i have it yeah that i care and people like you it's inspiring to see young people you know also so many more people now yeah moving in this direction i think somewhat thanks to social media because i think we can just share information so fast Mm -hmm. that where it wouldn't have reached people before because of, say, they live a place like this or somewhere else, they never would have heard of vegan or vegetarian. Right. And now they get on their phone and they can watch videos and they have a shopping list. Um, definitely, it's the videos have definitely converted lots of people I know. Yeah. Um, yes. It's still not in the mainstream, but it needs to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, too, I also think that your place is such a good example because of such a how large of a scale you are with all these animals that you can have an animal sanctuary. You can take land that used to be whatever, a cattle, like yeah. cattle lived there that were used for meat or uh, dairy, you know, yeah. exploited animals, like farms like that. You can take them and turn them into sanctuaries and educate the public and that you can still be with animals without exploiting them. That's right. When I first moved out here, my stepmother was like, "Oh, now you know you could. You wanted to have cattle there. We could do that again." I'm like, "No, I'm not gonna do that." No, <laughs> you have it's a completely different. Anymore. I can't, yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, sure. What um, advice would you give to people who are gung ho and starting a sanctuary or a rescue? Obviously, we've talked about the things you know, the positive and negatives that come with owning and running a sanctuary um is there anything else that you'd like to add advice for those people well they should try it out first try you know not just for a weekend go somewhere and really work Mm -hmm. for a month or more Mm -hmm. because it's it's hard work when it snows when it's 110 degrees you're going to be out in the middle of it yeah um if you can handle some hardship and you don't care about material wealth because that's going to go out the way. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah for sure. Know, make a, uh, I guess you could wear that if you want to. But, yeah, you, just things become more um, apparent. What's important? Yeah. Like certain things don't matter. And you, you'll realize that right away. Yeah. But, yeah, I would definitely tell people to try it out before they jump right into it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot you need to become a nonprofit. There's... You get, should research that hire an attorney if you can't figure it out on your own yeah i mean they're all we've made some missteps along the way but uh we're in a good yeah deal right now i mean there's still some money's always an issue yeah unless your best friends are farm sanctuary i know best friends brings in over 
a hundred million dollars a year. Wow. I'm not sure what Farm Sanctuary does, but obviously they're doing very well because they've got several locations now. Right. Um, celebrity endorsements and all that. Good for them. But yeah. Yeah. But, and the, but a lot of smaller sanctuaries struggle. Just yeah. do struggle. I, I feel like that's a constant thing, which other people have actually talked about on the show, too. Um, so that's another thing for people to remember. The money just doesn't um, yeah. automatically show yeah, up. Just and because you're doing what's right doesn't mean it's going to flow. Right. So And it can be, yeah, it can be heartbreaking. Yeah. We've seen people, you know, like the two big steers, Oreo and her um, Rufus, People tried to have a sanctuary and it folded. You know, yeah. Had to rehome all the animals, and I'm sure that that know, happens. Them, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, you got to be prepared to work hard and hire people. You can't do it all on your own. Right. You know, can't all just be volunteers. It's at least when you have uh, the numbers we have, and and the the best of well, now we have email. But the best advice <laughs> I can give anyone is to get a answering machine and don't answer the phone because yeah. <laughs> you know I fall for it it's, and of course you want to help the animals that really need it right. like those giant puppies we got this week Yeah, people weren't homeless the puppies weren't starving it was their own dogs breeding you know? but they just didn't want any yeah and I again you know, fell for it yeah. uh, but anyway that's, a, that's such a good idea get uh, an answering machine yeah, so they can screen your email right? yeah. email's great that's why I like email or because it's easier and not easier. It's it's more. You can give people options. Yeah. Other places they can try to find for right. help, or you can you know tell them how to. I mean, usually it's to give up their dog. You know. Yeah. Our cat, whatever. I had people. I had the cat for you know twelve years and all of a sudden don't want it. Yeah. Because it doesn't use the litter box anymore, or it's terminally ill. It's like they want to dump it on us. Yeah. yeah. So they don't have to watch him die. Mm, mm, That's no. not what... No. Yeah. No, this is supposed to be a place for animals that don't have a home. Right. 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 So I, I also would encourage people, too, because I was just going to ask you ways that people can support you. I thought of the first way. One, if you can have animals at your home or you have a micro-sanctuary where maybe you have fish or a chicken that lives in your house or whatever yeah. that you are committed to. I mean, that's a great way to help out sanctuaries because then that burden does not fall on them you know if you have 30 people and they're all direct animals towards you that's a lot but if you have 30 people and they all say i can take in a cat i can take in a dog that relieves some pressure on you yeah. old school so to check if they want to awesome um, you can buy feed directly at the feed store for the pig for the livestock livestock is kind of an ugly word um for the farm animals yeah um or even vegan dog food if they want to buy that and send it Amazon another uh, corporate giant layer <laughs> but they deliver yeah uh, which makes it way easier for you um, actually Amazon has a program where they're they get back damaged things or wrong orders yeah and they're collecting stuff on our behalf so. oh that's awesome yeah, they contacted us the other day Yes. I know they give some money to charity through the Amazon Smile program. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know other sanctuaries that are signed up to yeah, benefit from up. it, too. Yeah, okay. it's, not, it's not a lot of money. Yeah. It could be, potentially. Yeah. And we have an email newsletter people can sign up for. Okay. Uh, we still have a printed newsletter, believe it or not. Oh, awesome. Not everyone has email. Oh, my gosh. I got to sign up for that. I love mail. Oh, good. <laughs> well, yeah, we still do. Um, for I don't know how long we'll keep that up, but... 
It does wow. work. It's one of our biggest fundraising tools. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Yeah, and uh, I don't know, once next year when this is all ready, people can come book a you know, weekend or something and stay here. And stay at your Airbnb and, yeah, experience the animals. And we'll also put your links for social media so they can go on and follow you and look yeah. at the animals and stay updated. Um yeah, because I'm just excited to get the word out about this place and all the work that you're doing because okay. it just uh, makes you feel better just being alive that there's places like this that, you know, the animals can just exist yeah. and they they don't have, like, you're sheltering them from all the things that are outside that are just totally against them. Um, and I feel like there's, you know, vegans are not that many of those people in the world let alone vegan animal rescuers so i really hope that people listening can hear and see how important sanctuaries are and know like if you're gonna support someone that you like you someone a vegan rescue sanctuary rescuer whatever is a great person to support especially when it comes to the movement so well thank you yeah Yeah. and i was just gonna mention one other thing some yeah always like what do you do with the, the guy who brought the potbelly pigs from Corpus the other day? He's like, yeah. well, what do you do with the feral pigs? He's like, well, same thing we do with the potbelly pigs. You know, it just blows your mind. They can't believe that they can just live and eat and be happy. Like, yeah, yeah. And exist, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, so. That's what they're doing. Yeah. They're chilling. They call them tame feral pigs, too, because it's kind of a funny oxymoron. Yeah. Feral pigs kind of a misnomer, or boar, they call them, you know, that's, they're not all boars. Yeah. And hog, hog has a pejorative tone, so I say pigs. Yeah, I like, I like that too, that's my favorite. Someone else was here last week, and I hadn't seen her in a long time, and um, former, whatever, childhood friend, and she's like, hadn't seen these yet, she was over where you drive in, and saw the cute pot belly pigs, and she's like, oh, but you don't have any of those horrible feral hogs, do you? <laughs> Yeah, about 300. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> trying to backtrack it. Oh, Derek, yeah. Oh, my gosh. You're like, yes, that is like Not the that. largest. That's, I mean, you have the most feral pigs than anyone else, right? Probably the largest tame feral pig population in the world. Yeah. Wow. And you can go, I mean, I went in the other day when they were feeding to get some pictures. Mm-hmm. I mean, people think they're going to come at you and kill you and shred you or whatever, and it's not true. I went in and took pictures, you know, with a worker from here who's right. used to them. But, um, just hope. Yes. Yeah, yeah, just that one. I did not go in that yes. enclosure. <laughs> I went over here. And she's not a feral pig. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to leave our listeners with? Any final thoughts or invites for them or anything well, like that? You know, I probably might be preaching to the choir, but, you know, vegan, go vegan, adopt a vegan lifestyle for yourself, for the world, mm-hmm. for the animals. Um, like I said earlier, John, if you're getting a pet, I know pet's considered an ugly word, but I use it as that's what people see them as. Yeah. Right. Um, don't buy dogs or cats from breeders. Everyone wants to get one of those little French bulldogs. You yeah. Know, just, I can't stand when I see that. When yeah. People buy designer pets. So, yeah, adopt, don't shop. Um, yeah. Go vegan for everything. Um, that's yeah. That's pretty much it. Follow, you know, what you know is right and don't let people tell you it isn't. Yeah, I mean, because look at you. I, I'm sure if you would have listened to people while they were, t- what you're starting a sanctuary, what you're doing this, you're doing that, you wouldn't be where you are today. And uh, proud to be a crazy fanatic, I guess. I've been told that. Too. 
<laughs> I think you're just like a compassionate person and everyone just thinks that that's not normal, you know? Yeah. Awesome. Make the world a better place by leaving things better than I found it. You know, whether it be people or the planet or, you know, all kinds of things. Isn't there a quote that says, feel fear and do it anyways? Yeah. 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 So I think for us insignificance, we have to do it ourselves. A lot of people are doing things in their life that they're not completely happy with mm -hmm. and they're doing it just because you know it's a norm and they feel like they feel pressured by society Definitely. or they're just you know stuck in this rut mm -hmm. and you know ruts can be comfortable for people and they can be very comfortable comfort is not how you how you grow as a person <laughs>